Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Peter here and it's time for episode 40 of the PDG Advertising Podcast. Welcome, that's uh, four decades of PDG Advertising Podcasts. I'd like to thank everybody who took part, um, all two of you that listen. <laughs> no, it's great, um, 40 podcasts under, under our belt and I mean, so good being able to go through the day or the last couple of days and and think about where we're going and where we are and, and sharing the journey with everyone. And I guess it's kind of like a diary, isn't it? Where you put down what's going on in the day and what isn't going on in the day and what you want to do. And yeah, it's been really good. So yeah, here you are. This is episode 40 of the PDG Advertising Podcast. I would like to say a couple of things. It's not easy. I wonder where this podcast idea came from. It came from about three different sources. One, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's an incredible uh, person, digital marketer, podcaster, um, attention trader, day trader. And he does a great podcast. And I think the inspiration from it came mainly from there, but then it also came from, <laughs> I listen to um, news radio a lot. I listen to the likes of Stephen Nolan, Mark Carruthers. Those are two very Northern Irish names. Um, James O'Brien from LBC. Um, I like news comedy shows. I enjoy... Um, and those those radio, those terrestrial terrestrial radio um shows, I enjoy those. But I also um the third element is Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, um other people that have podcasts out and I really enjoy them. And if you look at what they're doing, it looks really, really easy. Um granted now the podcast I started listening to the um bill burr podcast uh 10 years after it started so it seems really easy at that point um joe rogan same idea um probably episode 1000 and we're only on episode 40 here of the pdg advertising podcast so i'm not comparing myself anyway in any way with those guys but i um definitely uh, got the inspiration for this podcast from that trio of areas of where people are talking and it's long form and it's in-depth and there's a freedom of just talking on it but it's not those all of those ones I mentioned are all really polished now they all seem to work really nicely the PDG advertising podcast I gotta tell you this is better than episode one and it's better than episode one from a couple of years ago whenever I tried to do this but it's nowhere near their standard and if you think that you can just go straight into something and be perfect at it you're wrong. You're wrong in every way. I was wrong and um, it takes time and patience to get things right. Um, but uh, but I think it's getting a little bit better. Um, the quality of the podcast, the stuff we talk about, the way that I talk, the lack of stuttering. I'm sure there's still a lot of my lisp in there and ums and ahs and getting a little bit lost in what we're talking about. But you know, it's, it's okay because we look back on this and say, well, those were the early days and those that's what happened. 
and at least there'll be a record somewhere of this journey and it'll be something that maybe people can look back on and and see where we where we came from so it's 9 p.m on a tuesday and i am tired <laughs> there's no doubt about it i uh been waking up super early these days like there's just a focus at the moment uh, there's a love for the business there's a passion for it there's a love for the space that we're in right now the customers that we have at pdg and it's just driving me to bounce out of bed in the mornings um but that definitely comes with its own um level of tiredness towards the end of the day and it almost forced me into you know not doing a podcast today just going straight to straight to bed um but uh no we we i want to keep this up and do it as often as humanly possible might not be daily but it'll certainly be um a regular regular podcast but getting up early is pretty cool but i'm wondering if i need to balance it out a bit more um getting up really early like five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning and getting into the office for you know seven eight and then working basically solidly right through to you know maybe eight o'clock and that's probably too much it's probably 12 hours but you know it it's hard because it doesn't feel like work it's so enjoyable and as i say i'm bouncing into it it's it feels good but i guess you can burn yourself out so i'm trying to find ways to balance things out and relax a little bit um but we'll see how that goes um you have to put the work in if you're the owner you have to put the work in if you're the one that's driving things and you have to um show a good example you also have to work smart so there'll not be any business if i'm completely burnt out and although I don't feel burnt out, I definitely feel tired at the moment. So that's something that I need to um, to focus on and see if we can um, balance out our schedules a little bit better. We've got a very exciting day tomorrow. We've got two interviews scheduled for the next team member of PDG Advertising. This will be an accounts manager role. And what that means is this person will work on going over all of the customers that we have every single day and making sure that they're happy, making sure the things that we say we'll do, that we actually do, making sure that we're planning out ahead projects, making sure that um, we are uh, playing by the customer's rules and making sure they meet their goal. And it's one half of an advertising agency, in my opinion. So on one side is the um, creative side where we do the execution and where we actually do the do the work the other side is making sure that the work um, happens it's a little bit of blur in those two but those two sides creative and accounts creative and accounts and that's what we're what we're building so um, what we'll do again is we'll do a part-time position and just like with Anthony we'll um, maybe move up to full-time at some point in the future um, but right now we're just thinking about um, uh, a part-time position just for now, just to um, to see how that goes. So we've got some um, excellent candidates and we'll see how how they um, perform tomorrow. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, the second round of interviewing. Actually, I think it's the third round of interviewing for PDG Advertising. The first didn't go so well. We had a we had a lot of great candidates, um, some really good ones, but um, before we could hire them, they all pulled out. Um, maybe we were too small, or maybe I didn't have my processes right, or maybe we didn't put across what the company was about. 
Um, and then the next round that we had of advertising, whenever we had, you know, uh, um, a lot of candidates apply and get interviewed, they came in, they talked to me, and um, it was a it was a disaster trying to figure out who was the right person for the job. And we, in the end, um, made the right decision um, for sure. Um, we couldn't have made any other decision. It was the right decision, but um, the other people would have been good. Um, just the, the person that we we picked was um, definitely uh, the right person for the for the job and that, that was good because many other times I've picked the wrong person for the for the job um, made mistakes like that and we could have done it again but it didn't it didn't happen like that so so that was good um, then this is now the third uh, round of um, interviews and it doesn't feel old it doesn't feel like old hat it's exciting it's new and we'll go through it uh, we'll go through it tomorrow I have a really strict policy about interviews they have to be relaxed they must be more casual than they are formal um i've been in interviews where people have tried and i didn't know it at the time um but people do try these things to to intimidate you i can't say that for certain i think they do i've been told they do it felt looking back it looks like they did but have you ever been to have you ever been interviewed somewhere and the interview has been in a very small room. If you can remember back to some time that you've been interviewed. Um, I have in a couple of very small rooms. And it's really not enjoyable. Like, why on earth? And some of these companies were big companies. Needless to say, I didn't get the job. But um, I, don't, I don't think I'm glad some of the some of the interviews that I've gone for in the past. I'm really glad I didn't get them because of things like that. People putting you in very small interviews. People making you wait for... Um, I've, had to, I've had to wait for about half an hour before sitting outside. The, the complete lack of respect of someone who has come into your business and you're introducing them to the business. They've done well enough to get in to see you and you leave them waiting for half an hour. That was one of the worst... Um, there have been other other interviews where they've been in really informal settings. Like, I don't know, I said that these interviews that I do need to be informal, but I, I don't mean informal as in, in a pub, um, whenever, whenever the businesses were digital marketing. I think that's really irresponsible. I'm really thankful for some of those experiences of, of people that I could have ended up working for, and I'm so glad that I didn't. Um, any job that I did get... Um, the interview was always pretty pretty good. It was always maybe it just feels good because I'm looking back on it. But I don't know. I don't think you should tolerate some things from potential employers, like putting you in a small room for interview, um, being really really formal, um, being really rude, being aggressive, being harsh. It's not right and it doesn't work. And you, you if if you're in an interview like that, you should probably tell the person. Um, where to go <laughs> don't tell anybody where to go that would be the wrong thing but in your mind you know because i guess whenever you're in an interview scenario you're all hopped up with you want the job so you'll say anything or do anything to get the job it's better not to do that it's actually better i think to take that step back and say or is this an environment that i want to work in are these people people that i would want to work with if this is how they represent themselves on a first impression with a company then how on earth are they going to how, how on earth are, you know, whenever things go bad, how's it going to be? It's going to be terrible. So I think that, that some of those opportunities that I missed maybe were 
were um, opportunities that I actually got instead. Um, it's nice now to look back. It didn't feel very good at the time when you're being rejected or maybe not even hearing back from people about jobs that you've gone for. Um, the reason why I'm saying all this is because while my interviews are extremely professional, I do everything that I can make sure that the person has a glass of water. You know, I'll make sure that if they look like they're, <laughs> if they look like they're struggling or upset, um, we'll crack a joke or you know try to make them feel a little bit less intimidated because it is your you going in somewhere to be judged and while in any job you have to stand up to a certain amount of pressure um, I'm not going to add that artificially um, life's too short and I don't want to work with someone who um, who uh, I don't want to I don't want to work with anybody else that would do it to me I don't want to be put under pressure and I want to be a bit um, a bit kinder in this industry that's very important with PDG advertising that we're not the cutthroat horrible agencies where everybody's stabbing each other in the back we work together to meet goals and that's all we need to do and it'll be a lot easier if we're all if we're all a little bit nicer to each other so the two people that are coming in um they'll be made feel very welcome um they'll not be put under pressure it'll be a little bit of pressure because they'll be coming in to be interviewed but um hopefully it'll be the nicest interview that they um, come to. I remember um, I said to Anthony, hey, how did he feel in his interview? And he said it was good, it was not pressurised and it was relaxing and it was informal. And look, that meant that it was a good place, you know, it felt like a good place for Anthony to work. So, um, and that's really, really, really important uh, to me. And something that, you know, at some point I won't be doing the interviews, you know, I won't be anywhere near the interviews. And it, that's what's going to be hard because what if someone who's working for me leaves someone out in a corridor for half an hour um while they i don't know discuss the last candidate or or have gone over schedule so much i'd be i'd be so <laughs> if there's one time whenever i do get strict it's whenever um people aren't thinking about other people and not putting themselves in the position of other people and and lack empathy um that 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 can that can increase the the level of tension in the in, in the office but um, the only way to, the only way to you know, affect that is to make sure that you're leading by example. And tomorrow we will have some very nice interviews and um, we'll, see, um, we'll see how they go. And I'll keep you updated. Goodness, the Monday morning meetings. Now, this is Tuesday, remember, so um, it was yesterday that we had our Monday morning meeting. They're getting powerful, going through everything that we want to do for the week, um, making sure we're, everybody's okay and... You know, going using Asana to delegate all our tasks out. We're not masters of that yet, but we're getting there. It's pretty good um, this week where we were able to say, well, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And this is where you're going to track it. And this is what needs to be done by when. So that's pretty good. So th- th- that's th- that's at least an hour of our day um, spent on Asana um, in, on Monday morning, just planning out what we're going to to do i think at the end of the week we'll have like a recap on friday like a friday recap and see how that uh how that works out and i will uh i will let you know it's probably a good time to maybe remind everybody and let you know what we work to at pdg advertising it's not an, not an advertisement but whenever i was talking about the tasks and everything they're all aligned up to certain goals and values um I don't know if these are goals or values or if they're both or if they're a mash, but they're certainly helpful whenever we're trying to make the right decision at times. And the first one is customer growth. It's one of the biggest, most important things about PDG advertising that we promote 
customer growth. If we're doing that, we're nowhere in the we're nowhere on the right track. Um, quality of service, uh, making sure that our customers are happy and that we're doing the right things and we're not making mistakes or spelling mistakes or quality mistakes or you know that we're doing things with a great attitude. That's that's very important um, as well. And then the, those are the, those two things, growth and quality of service. I think they give you an element of the third, which is brand awareness. And brand awareness is something that we're working on um, today. Look, PDG advertising is minutely small on the grand scheme of things today. I mean, I had a discussion about how we're going to get our name out there a little bit more. And we came to the conclusion that we need to really operate PDG in the way that we do for customers. Um, so the first thing that we're going to do, and what Anthony did really quickly, and it was pretty awesome, he put together a spreadsheet of all the key metrics and KPIs that we need to be recording um, on a weekly basis and we are going to go through that uh, tomorrow tomorrow morning. I'm wondering if you would like or if it would be a good idea to someday share the dashboard that we use for, for customer growth. I mean, I think that the dashboard that we use for customer growth has been... Um, really hard because I always say this that it's been the one reason why customers have done well it's not but it but it is like the cornerstone or it's the the um the glue that holds it all together because there isn't a platform out there that pulls in everything that you need now and one of our customers I think they may have cracked it where they're pulling in a lot of data from a lot of different sources into one area called Google Data Studio and it's coming up nicely but even today whenever we went on to look at it it was kind of broken um, spreadsheets don't break um, well, sure they do I suppose you could lose data but it's rare we've never done it in four years with you know untold amount of spreadsheets and, and things like that so I mean maybe we'll share that in the future but what we're going to do is we're going to use that spreadsheet for PDG advertising as well and let's see where we can get to um, our web hits are really small at the moment we're going to do a full revamp of the website we're going to work on SEO we're going to work on um Google adverts, we're going to work on Facebook adverts, we're going to work on our email marketing and we're going to um, grow from there. Uh, we're also going to track um, where we are in position to other people on Google. It's really interesting, I talked about Sun Tzu, the art of war a while ago and about strategy and that and <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to tell people exactly what you're going to do but I'm okay with that because I know that 99.9% of people aren't gonna, you know, do what we will, what we're about to do, um, and we will be that 0.1% that will, you know, move forward swiftly to to do the things that we need to do. Um, so I'm okay about that. And even if this podcast, goodness, even if it said that one, even if it helped one person get to where they wanted to go, that would be pretty awesome. Um, for me, sharing our journey to allow other people to make their journey. It doesn't get any better than that, so I um, I really look forward to, to seeing how that uh, how that works out. But it will all be underpinned by brand awareness, customer growth, and quality of service um, under the PDG advertising banner. So I know this has been quite a long podcast already, but I wanted to not end because you know it could take some time. But I wanted to talk about stage three of the customer journey and what we do for customers you hear rattling of my my sheets there we've got some some notes in front of me and i 
you know, we, we'll do a quick recap, first of all, of the first two stages. So stage one is attracting people who don't know who you are. And we talked about that in the PDG Advertising Podcast, episode 38. Um, and what that involves is how you get in front of people online on Google and Facebook to people who you don't actually know and how you can attract them to come to your website or click on an advert. And then we talked about stage two on episode 39 of the PDG Advertising Podcast. And it was um, cool to go through that. It's about whenever someone clicks on your website, how you then follow them back um, across the internet, how you get in front of them again to entice them to come back to your website and take an action that brings them deeper to your brand and deeper to your business. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So in stage three of the customer journey, what we're doing is we're advertising to people who have given us their email address or have connected with us on social. And this is, it's like the easiest one. <laughs> the hardest, the hardest part is finding who your friends are. Um, the second hardest part is getting them to take some action. Um, and the first two stages are the most expensive. Th this stage here, which I consider as basically just emailing people, is where you've captured people's email addresses. Let's say you sell TVs and you know that you've got people that are interested in buying a new TV in your database. What do you do? You email them. It's as simple as that. That's what stage three is. It's just getting in front of them with um, emails. And the way that we do it is we repeatedly send emails. We send weekly newsletter emails. They're the most simple types of newsletters. They're not complicated. They're just about four stories from across the week. Um, and everything's connected. Like we've come across customers that have said, how am I, how on earth am I going to create like even one story from across the week? We don't do any right now. It's time to start doing that. Stage three of the customer journey works in tandem with each other. So there are two sides. One is the content that you're creating and two is the um, ability to get it in front of your audience repeatedly. And the channel to do that on is email. So here's a simple step. Day one, create a blog post on your website. Put it on your website. Just news. It, it could be 500 words. You could write 500 words. You could pop that out in about... I reckon you could pop it out in about an hour. If not, if not, if not even less than that. Um, I've seen uh, 500 words written in 15 minutes of someone who's focused on it. Um, it's a great blog article if you want to look it up. Uh, it's on Social Media Examiner or something like that. That uh, is called How to Write a Great Blog Post in 15 Minutes. And you can do it. So if you're saying... That on any given day that you don't have 15 minutes to concentrate on your business, you're wrong. And you do. And I'm going to take that advice as well because we're not conquering it at PDG Advertising. But we know that that's where we need to get to. And we know that that's where we are going to get to. So, step one is create a piece of content. It doesn't have to be a blog post. It doesn't have to be that. It could be a little post on social media. A curated post. Find a bit of information from across the internet and share it that's relevant with your, your customers. Share it on social media. 
put it on your website. Um, that's about the only thing that you need to do. So that's one piece of content. So on that day, you've got one piece of content. It's taking you 15 minutes to do it. Do another piece the next day, another piece the next day, another piece the next day. Um, if you're really passionate about what you do and you know what you like to do, if you're a driving instructor and you do driving, you, you'll be able to talk about driving all day long. So you could create a little piece of audio like this or you could do anything that just told people about what you do. Um, and then what you do, whenever you have a couple of pieces of content, on Thursday, say, of the week, you put... Um, you create an email in MailChimp and you send it out to your audience that you've been building up through stage one and stage two. Um, and whenever you do that uh, consistently, so you send an email out every week, people start to remember you. You start to get in front of people again and again and again and again and again. And one of my customers said it really well. I said, look, that email might not work now, but I know that later down the line, whenever something relevant comes up to them, they will know to reach for the email um, look it up and find it and then purchase purchase with us um, if you're if you're listening which I know you do I, I, I think <laughs> hope you appreciate being uh, being mentioned on the on the PDG advertising podcast customer journey this is a very important part of, of what we do um, but why are we doing it why are we sending out just for that reason we're sending out another email to people every week a newsletter email in stage three to get them to purchase to move them from stage three to stage four. And we'll talk about that in uh, in the next PDG advertising podcast. So to recap, stage one, getting in front of people you don't know and putting adverts in front of them. Stage two, getting in front of people you have got in front of before repeatedly in order for them to give you your email address. And stage three is doing something with the email address. The amount, <laughs> the amount of companies that I've come across that literally don't do anything with the email addresses that they gather. Um, doesn't shock me anymore. Used to shock me. Really did. Two things that happened there. One, people just let them sit in a data swamp or a data lake. Um, with just where their data is just lying there not being used. And that's like, that's like, that's crazy. That doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. Um, it's always an indicator whenever I look at a business of, you know, how long it is since you emailed your total list of customers. And if that's more than a month, then something's not right. You're not doing something right. There's some reason you, 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 your business isn't going right if you're not, you know, in regular com- communication with all of your, all of your customers. Um, and the other thing that happens is you drive people to, from step one of not knowing who you are to knowing who you are to hand over their email address. They're putting in their email address into some system and it's not going anywhere. Literally, the email address is disappearing into thin air. So whenever you go to email them, all that work that you've done in the first two stages um, is actually lost. And it's it's heartbreaking whenever that happens, but it does happen. And I'm not just talking tiny companies do that. Big, big companies. The, um, the big <laughs> Fortune 500 company that I know, that I can't say who they are. I know that they did this. They had case studies um, of their business and you had to put in your email address and download the case studies. Um, and one day the market, the new marketing manager came in and said, all right, so I've went to the website and it looks like you've got the downloads case studies. And someone was asked, how long has that been there? And said, yeah, it's been there for about five years. Um, said, so you must have had many downloads. And yeah, we've had a lot of down- downloads. Um, how many of you had? And said, well, I'm not sure. I assume we've had a lot of downloads. And all right, okay. How many email addresses? Then that'll tell you how many downloads you've had. And there was zero because the thing wasn't hooked up and hooked up right to put the email addresses in the in the uh, in the system. I've seen it happen. Been there, and uh, it's not pretty. 
So uh, yeah, that's stage one, two, and three. One, get in front of people. Two, get in front of them again. Three, email them, getting in front of them again, and bring them to stage four of um, of the process, which we will go through in tomorrow's exciting installment of the PDG Advertising Podcast. Something I wanted to just share with you before we go, before I go, before I go and collapse, um, is there's a website that I have nothing to do with, no affiliation with, um, but it's beautiful. It's a site that I refer to for clients a lot, and I say, look, this is an example of a site that does things well. It's www.deathwishcoffee.com. Shopify run site, I believe, I'm not 100% sure. Um, if you look at it and you're in e-commerce, you get some great ideas of how it just should work. I'm pretty sure you can check out right there on the homepage. Um, again, I have no affiliation with it, nothing to do with me. By the time you listen to this in the year 3000, um, coffee might have been banned for making people winged at their office like I was today after about 24 of them. But um, today, right now in 2019, if you want an example of an excellent website, Death Wish Coffee is a, is a good example. So well done to whoever made it. Guys, that was the end of the PDG Advertising Podcast. Really appreciate anybody who's uh, listening. Um, and thanks for listening if you have been all the way through since episode one. Um, we're looking forward to getting to episode 100. We'll have some sort of a, a celebration whenever we get to get to that. And who knows, maybe I can entice some of my team members to come on board and, and do some of the the pdg advertising podcast but all in good time i will uh see you tomorrow or hear you tomorrow you hear me you will hear me tomorrow <laughs> for episode 41 of the pdg advertising podcast have a great evening whatever you are doing